Are you looking for a light read? Something fun? Something entertaining? Well, check out Book Interrupted's blog. You can find Manuscript Mondays, Topic Tuesdays, Word Wednesdays, Thought Thursdays, Fact Fridays, and Silly Saturdays. Sundays are reserved for Down the Rabbit Hole or Top 10 Lists, Artwork, and more. Be sure to check out Book Interrupted's blog at www.bookinterrupted.com forward slash blog. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Totally. Like you're going to leave me out of this book? <laughs> Goodbye, book. How dare you use language that's above my reading levels? Yeah, we're going to be like that. It's just, you know, hopefully our children or grandchildren will wax our beards when we're older. At Book Interrupted, we invite all ghosts to come on and talk yeah. about the book with us. You can't convince us, Sinbad. We know that movie exists. and You were in it. <laughs> my mom is a cyborg. New movie. Talks about Shazam and says it appears it's another instance of the Mandela effect. We've determined people are mostly nice and that it's our problem, not the author's problem. That's right. Totally. That's right. She may have made us better by writing this book. Disrupted mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the goal. And we're gonna talk it out on Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from July 18th to August 28th. It's Lindsay's book pick and we're reading Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. Alison Bechtel's best-selling graphic memoir charts her fraught relationship with her late father. Distance and exacting, he was an English teacher and the director of the town's funeral home, which Alison and her family refer to as the Fun Home. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Welcome to the fan episode. This is the episode where we find out what the fans think. And what we do is we get the comments during the time of the book cycle, but not necessarily about the book we're reading. All right. Can I start just quickly? Do you mind about, yes. so no, I contacted one of the people. So the reason that I picked this book was because I was living in Newfoundland and I had asked my roommates that were, we were living with for ideas. They are theater people. It's made into a musical. They love the book. So I wrote to him and said, can you tell me why you suggest this book? Especially because I think a lot of you didn't like it. So I think it's interesting to see what his perspective is and why he suggested this book. So I am, let me find his comment. And he says, I think why I love Fun Home so much is that it is so emotionally complex without ever feeling weighty. And I thought doing a graphic novel might be something fun and different for a book club. So right. just an interesting reason of why he thought that this would be a great book for us to pick, even if everyone wasn't 
so enthralled with it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's I true. did Mary like liked it. it. Yeah, Mary liked it. So Mary and I liked it. But I agree with that though that it is emotional without feeling weighty, which I think is super interesting. An interesting addition to the thinking about the book. Yeah, it wasn't like in your face, but you know you could see the progress of the. Yeah, I would to say lead character. I guess it's a memoir, but the author mm-hmm. then. So yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's it. We can talk about fan stuff. I just (laughs) wanted to add that. No, no, that's great. I like that. They were the first fan. They recommended the book. Yeah. (laughs) Not our fan. They're fan of the book. Yeah. Fan of the book. (laughs) They might be a fan of ours as well. I don't know. I think they're a fan of mine, hopefully, because we're friends. Okay. Indeed. Probably not a fan of us anymore after most of us slaughtered the book. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't tell him that we didn't, the most people didn't like the book. So, (laughs) and I wonder, because I'd written to Alice and Bechtel, Kim, I think you, you weren't there for that, that I handwritten a letter to her before I knew what everybody thought of the book because she doesn't accept emails. She only accepts handwritten snail mail. So I wrote her a letter and drew her a picture in it and stuff of her and, and said, love you to come on the podcast. I was like, oh God, she's going to listen to the podcast and be like, hell no, I'm not going on that. They hated it. <laughs> so, I said cool so, so. I didn't say I hated it. I said I hated yeah. it until the last three chapters. I hated it until. That's a little different. (laughs) It's a little slightly different. I didn't enjoy it after. And Kim, you didn't like it, I think, from what I heard. I didn't hear your final, like, in the group, but you didn't like the book, right, Kim? I didn't enjoy it. I wouldn't say that I have a passionate, negative emotion toward it. It didn't move me. It didn't really interest me. And it kind of, I don't want to say offended me, but it had the effect on me that pushed me away. And it was just the verbiage, like all of the language. I think that there's a specific audience that would really like it. The words being so, I don't know if complex is the right word, because obviously, ironically, I'm complaining about how hard the words were. And I can't even come up with easy words to describe my complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the other thing that kind of pushed me away, but I think would draw other people is the millions of literary references. The story almost requires that you're very well read, but like specifically well, as well read as her father and the specific things that her father loved to read. And so, you know, she'd make some statement about, I I haven't read any of the books, right? But she would be like, his efforts were Herculean, just like the efforts of John Fitzgerald in his biography about a, and it's like, gone I'm gone you lost me I don't know anything you're talking about I don't about. know what you're talking about yeah so I'll just keep on reading I guess but so perhaps some of the positive impact is lost on someone who doesn't have this like foundational knowledge in the language department and the literary so it's almost like you're on the outside of an inside joke right so yeah and I agree with the person that you asked that he picked it because of the graphic novel I think that's a great idea mix it up it's a book club we should be reading all kinds of books etc etc like I love that as a reason but that emotional weightiness like I think I'm just too self-identified with my on the outside looking in experience that I don't have I don't care about that person's emotions because I'm trapped in my own because I'm left (laughs) out of this book and all of its content (laughs) so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's traumatic for you because you're the only child who has always felt like you're being left out when your friends went home for dinner. You're like, what are they doing playing and having fun all night long? And the answer is no, they're just eating dinner and going to bed like you, but you don't know. Right? So yeah. like looking in is totally a trigger for you too. Totally. Like you're going to leave me out of this book? <laughs> Goodbye book. How dare you use language that's above my reading levels. <laughs> so there's a lot of words in there that I did not 
I was like, I don't know what that means. Skip, but I just skip over it. I was like, eh, I get the gist, but also the I books can get the too. gist too from context, right? But like the, the context too. helps or whatever. But at some points too, it's like, really, did you have to use that word? You couldn't just say nice or friendly <laughs> or annoying. You had to be like humectant or disulcletary. And it's like, what? <laughs> but also the literary references like I hadn't read a lot of those books so I was like huh I also think some of them that played prominently in the book it'd be interesting if one day I read them to read the book again mm. kind of see or just flip through it and be like oh, I get that now I feel like there is a deep sea of understanding that is inaccessible to people who have not or is not familiar with the works that she cites but I think that if you were familiar your understanding of that book or your ability to digest that book, I think is infinitely deeper than to someone who has no knowledge of those things. And you're just, it's very surface then, right? Because all of those literary references must enhance the story because she's using them like metaphors and similes, right? So for me, it's like, it's as good as blank. And I'm like, I wish I knew what blank was because how good is it? Let me understand. But I haven't read the book, <laughs> Where does it know? land on the goodness scale? Please. <laughs> yeah, totally. It is interesting though, because a graphic novel seems like a more simple way to read a story, but she's keeping it complicated by using the other author's works to get her point across. That is interesting. I also loved, I know this is very vain of me, but you mentioning Scott Fitzgerald. I'm like, oh, that was one of the books. That was one of the sections of the book I understood because I read that one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there was so many I hadn't read. I'm the same way as you. I'm, I have no idea. I wonder if the people who recommended the books, if they were English lit majors, maybe that's why it had so much more deep emotion because they got all those references for the most part. There was a lot, but maybe they got majority of those references so that it, made it feel more emotionally deep because I felt the same way I was like well I don't know emotionally deep for me anyway I felt there was more emotion in the last three chapters than there was the whole book one of my pjs I said I'm like I hope there's more sincerity coming up because I don't get that but once again I didn't have the literary <laughs> references either and then all those words I end up skipping over Ooh, That's what I, mean. like, I think it's served to alienate the reader when you say I hope there's more what sincerity. coming up Right. Sincerity. She was probably being extremely sincere, but we couldn't understand because we didn't speak that language or have that those yeah. references to be able to understand the height of the angst or how difficult something was or et cetera, et cetera. Because even when she was describing her OCD and its progression in her diary, that's pretty serious, right? But it also didn't come off as that. You know what I mean? Like it was just so shallow and surface because that's it's as deep as I could go with it because that was as deep as my knowledge would allow me to go. <laughs> here's the right. interesting idea have a little companion book that is just a quick Coles note says this is means this for each of the books you're like what does this mean oh okay that's what that book's about right That'd be kind that's of an amazing suggestion for this specific book right like yeah. a little Coles note understanding of every single thing she references but that book wouldn't be little it would be as fat as a dictionary well with the amount of references some... that she made that's true it's like but she made something. a lot of the same references like to the mm -hmm. same book it wasn't a lot of different right. I mean there was a lot but I think there was a lot of if you knew certain ones there's a couple that are important yeah then... yeah yeah there's a couple that were very important right yeah but I liked all the words but I didn't know a lot of them and I didn't know a lot of literary references you're a word Wednesday kind of girl I know yeah. I am but like, I didn't know a, a lot of them but I just I thought it was beautiful like I thought it was very poetic the way that it was written yeah the finding end. the right word has a certain something 
feel like it could be a reflection of the reader. And in this case, my own insecurities, right? Oh, another word. I don't know. Another word. I don't know. Right. Like if I don't care that I don't know words, then I might not have any kind of reaction to the fact that these are unfamiliar words to me. I'll just look right. them up and move on and whatever. Oh, it's a great opportunity to learn. Or like you described, like Lisa, this is beautiful. This is poetic. Mm-hmm. So I'm not ignorant to the fact that my lack of enjoyment based on my lack of understanding is a me problem. It's not really, it's not the writer's problem. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. My interruption as of late has been a minimum of two phone calls or texts every day for the past week from my mother-in-law about if her blood sausage order is ready. (laughs) And I can only share this with you now because I've said it directly to her face and because she doesn't navigate the online virtual world so she won't hear this. But honestly, when did I become the point person (laughs) to be the one to coordinate getting more blood sausage? My wonderful mother-in-law, her poor uh, butcher in town retired. And so she has been looking for a new butcher. And somehow I became (laughs) the designated, (laughs) appointed person in the family to scope out a new butcher for her and her sisters and to coordinate placing orders and picking up and delivering blood sausage. And I just find it all very confusing. (laughs) And that has been my interruption. So thank goodness the butcher just called and said that her 16 sausages are ready. So now I'm going to go pick them up. But because I'm not able to deliver them today, folks, I'm not going to tell her because if I was to tell her that I have said 16 packages of blood sausage in my possession, those two times a day phone call and texts would turn from, have you gotten the blood sausage to, when will you be bringing them to me? So now you have it. (laughs) You have the, the inside scoop. It's on the down low. I'm picking it up today, but we're not delivering it. And there you go. To all you blood sausage lovers out there, I found a great butcher. (laughs) Please don't contact me about it. (laughs) Book interrupted. On, I'll start with Facebook. So on Facebook, we, you know, Mary, you wrote that Down the Rabbit Hood blog called Change is Good. And it was like about menopause and being a crone and that kind of thing. And uh, someone wrote, great blog. Hey, you're welcome to ask me about menopause anytime. 15 years in and I don't have any complaints. So great. Start the conversation about menopause. It's something we should talk about more. That was like in reference to me saying, sometimes you can ask other people, tell me about menopause. And they're like, I don't really remember it. And you're like, that doesn't help me at all. You know, like, but everybody talked about all the time, you know, like the stories that you talk about all the time, every family or every person has their little legends of some great story that maybe you tell over and over, or maybe that's just our family telling stories over and over. But if people talked about menopause all the time, then you'd have those funny menopause stories that would 
everybody had their little sack of legends, you know, that they would pull out and tell somebody the story. And that would be something that would just, everybody would know about, you know? So anyway, that's in reference to sometimes asking people, tell me about your menopause experience. And they're like, I don't remember it. It was like, it's a blur. No, mm. I forget. Yeah. I learned from Leah. I didn't know this because I get the chin hairs. I was like, I need pluck them. And then they're just, I'm just like, I just plucked. And she was like, it's because they grow overnight. Everyone Do they here, really right? though? That's surprising. That's what she said. And Amazing. I can imagine that because I actually waxed. I haven't waxed in like six months. I actually waxed my eyebrows and I was like, oh, I should just wax my chin too because they always pop up. I have one right here. I just feel it right now. <laughs> it makes you think of us <laughs> waxing Nan in the kitchen and her because she was blonde. She'd be like, ooh. Because <laughs> they'd be like, oh, is that too hot? <laughs> oh, my poor Nan. We had to. She had so many. We could be like that. She, had, she had, could grow almost a beard almost. Yeah, we're going to be like that. It's just, you know, hopefully our children <laughs> or grandchildren will wax our beards when we're older if we want them to. Maybe we'll I'm just rock it. it. You know? Yeah, maybe. But if they grow overnight, it's going to be hard. That's like every day. I'm not up Get, for that. Just buy an electrolysis machine. Get just for the one? <laughs> oh, my nan, it wasn't one. Oh, it was no. like, she had like a hundred. Oh. It was like Santa Claus. I'm just joking. It wasn't like Santa Claus wasn't that bad. No, but just like a hundred spurst all around. It creeps up on you. Creeps up on (laughs) you. She had a lot. Stay tuned. I promise to tell you. If I notice a beard growing, I will tell you. Let us know. Yeah, We're getting them. Carry some tweezers in our pockets. You should always have a person. You have someone in your life that if you go in a coma, they're there to pluck your chin hairs. I didn't know that was a measure. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you go in a coma. Put that in your living will. Yeah. You must come in while <laughs> I'm in the coma chin hairs. and pluck the chin hairs. I assigned Lindsay. It's, can you imagine waking up after whatever, six months and being like, oh, I'm so groggy. And, oh my God, look at my fear. <laughs> Why did nobody like a, do anything? <laughs> I do like a photo shoot. We're like, look at this. It's like the last time this happens. <laughs> All right. Next one. The Midnight Library top 10 list. Oh, I think our number one item on the top 10 list was meeting Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Virginia commented. She was like, Lindsay Schweitz. Aw, right back at you. It was such a great time being part of the podcast and getting to know all of you interesting and brilliant women. I can't wait to follow along on the next book. I love flattery. So that was kind of nice. That's yeah, nice. That was good. Oh, we were going to have her on this fan episode because she was going to read the book. I just remember that. Didn't we say? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Virginia. Oh, yeah, I did say that. She can come on the next fan episode. <laughs> Sorry, Virginia. We'll put that on the to-do. Put on your to-do list, Sarah, and it'll always get done. Okay. We'll do it on the yes. next one. All right. I'll write it right Sorry. now. Sorry. We totally didn't invite you. I just remembered. Oh, man. Summer. Summer's so busy, though. I feel like so hard. Every day, my husband's like, our lives are falling apart. I was like, it's okay. September is just around the corner. We'll just, <laughs> kids will be, that's our, cool. Our lives are falling apart. That's so dramatic. It, you it's haven't dramatic. seen our house. It feels like our lives are falling apart. And like, maybe you should listen to him. Every day he says to you, your lives are falling apart. <laughs> Usually like in the evening when our kids won't go to sleep. It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. That's just how everyone feels in summer mm-hmm. when you have children home 24 my main goal is like in the summer i just want to go camping a lot so it's like our camping stuff comes back we unpack it wash what we have to and just like stays there so that we're ready to pack for the next one the house needs a deep clean don't worry september is just around the corner september is just around the corner (laughs) 
Uh, all right. So on Instagram, we posted for our podcast awards and asked our fans or bookies, Kim, to vote for us. One of our fans told us on Instagram, I just nominated your podcast at the podcast awards. Finger crossed that you guys win. Wait, dominated? Nice. Nominated. Oh, nominated. nominated. I just dominated I just... your podcast. I was like, whoa, that's pretty aggressive. <laughs> nominated nominated i'm tired that's great yeah i hope somebody dominates our podcast i don't know what that would look like (laughs) they keep voting for us when are the awards yeah the nominations are not closed and then i guess we just see once they tally everything so fingers crossed fingers crossed very exciting wouldn't it be nice to win one of those awards it'd be awesome Uh, our carver brown off the shelf we obviously promoted that and someone wrote this is so cool what a great experience and opportunity they love that we had another author on so hopefully I really like Karma she's so nice she was great I just thought you know because Kirsten like it was so instantly super fun but yeah it was the same thing with Karma Brown it was just I think because we're not so strict with our format that they can just go off on their own little like her talking about her dots which is nice because then they're just being themselves not pre-packaged answers or whatever yeah they're like authentic and it turns out likable (laughs) like you know what I mean I don't know people right it's like I think we might put a little like would authors coming on almost like a celebrity right but then they come on and it's just another one of the girls or boys if we ever get a male author on but you know what I mean just another book interrupted member talking about a book or not because we spend as much time talking about them as we (laughs) been talking about other things maybe it's just that like most people are nice or it's like oh they were so nice it's like "Hmm, maybe most people are nice yeah that's probably true wow they were so nice (laughs) what kind of terrible impression did we think they were gonna come and do (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about ghosts at dinner and we were talking about how something's being haunted my kids are like well the ghosts are probably nice and I was like oh yeah most people are nice so if something's being haunted, maybe most ghosts are nice ghosts. Maybe, maybe, but then they're stuck in this realm that they maybe don't want, or maybe they want to be there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't really understand what makes somebody haunt. We were just talking about us becoming ghosts. <laughs> the folklore of haunting is that they're somehow dissatisfied. And the reason they haunt is to get your attention to help somehow release them from their dissatisfaction, whatever it may be. Maybe they just want to talk about a book. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe their dissatisfaction is like, I don't have anyone to talk to here on this realm. I was never part of a book club. Come (laughs) on, ghosts. (laughs) At Book Interrupted, we invite all ghosts to come on and talk about the book with us. That's right. Everyone's welcome. I guess we should go, since we're being silly, we might as well go on. So our Facebook book club got a lot of action this book cycle. A bunch of us posted different funny memes and stuff people really engaged in it so most of the ones they engaged in are pretty silly so Kim put this someone should write a book where the main character falls in love with the reader and the last line should read please don't close the book I don't want to die (laughs) (laughs) wow oh no you just put it in your bookshelf open like okay I guess you're going in there (laughs) And one of our fans had a conversation back and forth actually with Kim about it. But their first comment was, I've always loved this idea. 
and would expect it from John Green too. And John Green was someone else put a comment in the original meme that said they assumed that John Green would write that book. And John Green wrote that one, The Fault in Our Stars, I think. Is that him? I don't know who John Green is. I don't oh, either. I know. I think he does not teenage books, but like a young adult that I also read. Oh, Fault well, in Our Stars. Yeah, right. Okay. Paper Towns. I can't say that word. Turtles yes. all the way down. They're good books. One, well, the ones that I read. What word can't you say? Is it offensive? I could probably say it. Anthropocene. The Anthropocene. <laughs> I don't know how to say awesome. the word. Anthropocene? I can probably say it in super <laughs> slow motion. I don't know how to say this. I had trouble pronouncing many words. I'm like, I don't know how to say that. So then sometimes I just don't. I'll just say I it stumble in into it. And then I realize like, oh, it's supposed to be, I don't Ooh. recognize it by seeing it. But then when I start to say it, and then I realize it's like a word that I've heard before. I'm like, oh, it's right? Like, yeah, yeah, the emphasis needs to be on yes. the right syllable. Yeah. yeah, Freddie has this dinosaur book. I wish a lot of words came with those way that they break it down. I guess, what is it? Phonetically? Yeah. So helpful. Fun home phonetically. Yes. Oh, yes. We need with a little fun. dictionary that you can look up. What does this mean? Oh, great. Yeah, there should have been a I, glossary. <laughs> I've got lots of add-on ideas. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you should hand write a letter to the author and be like, listen, this is what we got to do. Companion dictionary. <laughs> and Just you can the- re-release it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in the bag. Yeah. My glossary. There you <laughs> the go. 20 anniversary edition with a glossary. Maybe I will write her a letter. I should yeah. be like, probably so it. offended by this conversation. Like, what are you telling me what to do? <laughs> no, I don't think so. We determined already that most people are really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fair. Sorry, Allison, your vocabulary is far above mine. That's not well, saying that's something mean. Yeah. You have an amazing vocabulary. You know how to use all these words. I'm impressed. We've determined and people are mostly nice and that it's our problem not the author's problem. That's right. Totally. That's right. She may have made us better by writing this book. All right. So moving along. Oh, someone reached out to us on Twitter and asked, does anyone else get too distracted while reading? So I called it back for all of us. I was like, all the time. That's why yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like the minute I pick up a box, somebody asks me a question. <laughs> Right when you're reading and someone's like, what are you doing? And you're like reading, which means go away. I'm engaged with this book. It would be like interrupting a conversation. And then they're like, oh, is it good? Do you like it? Like that's when the book interview begins. And you're like, <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never know. Cause you will never know. That. Thanks to you. <laughs> I always find too, if it's a book I'm not really into, it's hard sometimes for my thoughts not to distract me. Oh yeah. Go start trying to read something but then you're not and then you're like oh yeah well this then you start thinking about work or about whatever is that what is something else or what your plans are what you need for lunch or whatever it is you're like no focus so then you try to focus mind wanders again then you realize you've read two pages and not actually (laughs) absorb any of it totally that happened yesterday um with our current book with the oh the what's our oh what are we doing next burnout burnout i read it you read it thing done the whole thing well, I was, I was in Newfoundland visiting Laird oh, and he right. was working. So I didn't have a oh, lot right. of time. Like, to, wow. He was working. So I was like, what do I do? I guess I got to read this book anyway. So I'll just read this book. Look at you. So I read it. I know. Out of the curve. Awesome. My, ho- my holiday, my holiday book read. 
while I'm reading a book, if it says something in the book that triggers like a memory or a to-do list I have or something, all of a sudden that's what gets me like that word or something or statement in the book. And I'm like, Oh, right. I was gonna, and then I'm thinking about this whole thing. And then I'm just sitting there with the book open, not reading, thinking about this whole other thing. But the thing, eyes are I'm... moving across the, the words. <laughs> your brain is somewhere else. If your eyes are just kind of moving across the words. That's what I do all the time. Or if I get interrupted and I'm like, oh, okay, where, where was I? And I have to try to find my sentence and I read one sentence and then I get interrupted again. I'm like, I hate being interrupted in the middle of a paragraph <laughs> because I never can find where I was. Or when you restart reading the same page again, because you're like, oh, I can't remember where I was. And then you're like, I think I've read this before. And then you get interrupted again. Then you reread and you've reread the same paragraph five times. And you're like, oh, I know I've read this. Oh, I got a good <laughs> hack on that one. Maybe it's not a hack, yeah. but when I used to read a lot when I was commuting on public transit, you got to get off the bus when you got to get off the bus, right? You know, those little post-it, they're not post-it notes, but they're little sticky tabs. If you sign a contract, somebody will put a little sticky tab with an arrow on it sign mm -hmm. here i would get those and i would put it in my book pointing at where i stopped oh that's smart so it's a bookmark that stays in there that's hard to pull out i don't know if you have people in your life that pull out your bookmark sometimes sometimes kids but sometimes adults who are being hilarious if it's sticky it doesn't come out as easily points right where you stop hilarious you know in that <laughs> kind of like mean hilarious way all right twitter so we had fun home episode two. There's a Leah comment. And then there was also the same people like liked and tweeted YouTube of that episode. And it was about the goo bags and the funerals <laughs> and, and the cadavers, that conversation. <laughs> and Leah's quote is, it's kind of crude, but because no one claims the body of which you could do. And then it's just a goo bag, really. I know, a goo bag. Gross. No, who bag? That was the body works conversation too. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. And then the it's last- It's body worlds, I think. I think I looked it up. I think it's body worlds. No, body works. No, I think it's works. I think it's works. I'm looking it up oh. now. Because I went to, to it at the science center. I feel like when I tried to look up body works, I couldn't find it. And I had to go to, maybe, I, maybe it was the opposite. Maybe I looked up body world. Body worlds and the art of plastination. I think it might oh. be body worlds. Not body works. Maybe See? Science Center called the body but maybe works. there's more than one. Tim, why do you think works? you know? Yeah, I'm I just know that it was called Body Works, but maybe it's changed or something, or maybe there was oh, a Oh, because Body Works is also a store. So they were probably like, don't do that. Potentially. Oh. Pay us. Pay us to use our name. And they were like, we're going to call it Body Worlds. Easy Body Works. I'm we'll just call it Body Worlds. I typed Body Works. Science Center and all the science centers come up with body works, but not Canadian. Ontario Science Center has now changed it to body worlds, but in Glasgow, it's still called body works. Mm. So it's changed. Did you know there's a phenomenon where a ton of people think things exist that didn't exist? Like almost what just happened here. I'm going to pull a Kim and I can't remember any like legitimate <laughs> examples. I don't know. Oh, like you think on Raisin Bran. The California raisins are on it. If you survey 100 people, 80% of them will be like 100%. Absolutely. There's live raisins on the box or whatever. And it's just like this phenomenon where a, a bunch of people think the wrong thing. I wish I could even remember the podcast that I heard it on so that we could reference it for like examples. But or like there's a movie called oh, I'm pulling such a hard me right now. <laughs> Never, I'm because gonna your stop brain talking. just remembers the thing 
but not how you know it sometimes right you're like I know the thing but I didn't like all the time I I know the thing but I don't know how to tell you about the thing where I saw the thing heard the thing or where you could find the thing the thing you're describing is what you're experiencing (laughs) right now right you're experiencing what you're trying to describe literally I don't know what it's called I didn't realize until this book club how deep this deficiency ran. I thought it only affected my retelling of jokes, but it's apparently my retelling of any information that I've supposedly taken in. (laughs) I like it. Many, many, many people all subscribe to the same mistaken belief, right? So there's a movie called Blank Starring Blank so many people will like fight you about it be like no for sure there's that movie that like it's called that starring that person that movie itself does not exist and it's this phenomenon like why do people why do so many people have this same mistake and they're they're unrelated Mm -hmm. people like people in asia and people in australia think the same thing and it's a weird like um oh i know what it is it's a movie maybe called something starring sinbad potentially about a genie Oh, well, I think Sinbad is the person they think stars in this movie that doesn't exist. Collective All false right. memories, the Mandela effect. Search a movie this starring says, Sinbad that doesn't exist. This says the Mandela effect occurs when a large group of people believe an event occurred when it did not. So that's great. That's, I like, that's an I example this, of it. I have an article. I'm sending it to the group. You guys can do uh, it. Go Sinbad ahead. Was everywhere. I just have Sinbad was everywhere in the 90s starting popular comedies. But in recent years, his most talked about movie is one that has never existed called Shazam. Yes, that's right. It's a movie that has dominated discussions, debates, and arguments between 90s kids. Yeah, so people will be like, oh, you know that movie Shazam? Everyone will be like, yes. And you could be like, who started it? And people will be like, I think it was Sinbad. The movie does not exist. And it's just for some reason, there's this gigantic false belief. And there's a, a whole bunch of different examples of them or of it. And uh, he apparently has gone, Sinbad has gone on social media trying to convince fans. Movie never, I was not in this movie. <laughs> Doesn't That's great. exist. You can't convince us, Sinbad. We know that movie exists. You were in it. Come on our podcast. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on our podcast, Sinbad. We'll help you. <laughs> That'd be a fun one. I don't even know what I would say oh to gosh. Sinbad. I'd say, let's talk fun. about Shazam. Let's talk about Shazam. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> you yeah. should make a movie called Shazam. There is one. Would that be a remake? There was a re. Well, people thought it was a remake. <laughs> not. It's just a new movie. <laughs> oh well, somebody else had that a great idea. What did you find, Lindsay? Oh, just that that same thing—the Mandela effect. This article from the San Diego Union Tribune talks about Shazam and says it appears as another instance of the Mandela effect. So, so there you go. It is. That's it the is name of itself. Hmm. Yep. All right. Well, what else have we got for the fan episode? <laughs> yeah, we just have one retweet of Fun Home Episode 3, the journaling to-do list, people. And parents are real people. And that was back Great. to that. Except for my parents. <laughs> Your parents aren't real people? I just joking. I just joking. <laughs> I made some. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of Mandela. sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cyborgs. <laughs> that explains so much. Yeah. <laughs> it explains nothing. <laughs> my mom is a cyborg new movie my mom is a cyborg we'll just new call movie. it shazam, shazam. <laughs> Sh- wait how do you make that into mom shiz sh- 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 and shiz mom no mom's no. am thought it was gonna be easy when Sh-sham? i started saying it <laughs> i thought it was gonna be easy until i tried to say it with my mouth <laughs> Come out right. i like shaman 
Shamama, that works. Shamama. Shamama. The cyborg mom. Shazam mom. Wait, are we saying mom is a cyborg or am I a cyborg? You're both cyborg. Your mother's a cyborg and she made you also a cyborg. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a commander data making his own child type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Am I still your sister? Yeah. You're also a cyborg. Is Lord Data's brother? The answer is yes for people who don't watch. Yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> I don't know. Answer is, he? is yes. <laughs> Answer is yes. Okay, so that's it. Let and me help you. Episode. All Ooh, right. Well, Fantastic. thanks for doing my book, guys. Fantastic. You're fun. welcome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It was great. Like I've I've never read a graphic novel. Now I know it's not really my format, but. I've always been curious because the kids love graphic novels. My kids do. I don't mm. think, yeah, I'm not sure that all graphic novels are off the table for me as a result of Fun Home. I would have to read another graphic novel to determine, was it the words and my lack of literary knowledge that aggravated my hard time with the following of the format? Or was it the format itself? I didn't care we'll for the see. format itself for me. I thought that yeah. I didn't, but I wonder if it's some version of a Mandela effect. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. She just wanted to use the term so she can remember it next time. It was a callback. I was <laughs> calling back to what we were talking about before. I don't know if it's some version of a, you know, when you think you're mad at your husband, but really you had a hard day at work. You know what I mean? So I think I'm mad at the format, but really I just don't like that I don't know the language and have the literary foundation. So that's what I have to read another graphic novel to make sure I'm actually mad at my husband. Here go Mandela effect. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like what Mare said the Mandela effect is. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel book interrupted you can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com hi this is leah from book interrupted we'd love to get to know all of our members way way more so write in to our fan episodes comment like subscribe the works because we want to get to know you hear what you think about our podcast and more go to www.bookinterrupted.com And please keep listening. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. We are playing Balderdash with the words we did not understand in Fun Home. I was thinking that's a lot like mine. So it's probably number one, but maybe I'm really smart. The definitions seem so obvious. (laughs) Pitiful inability too. Not just like no no judgment. No, it's like the worst of the worst. I need to change my definition. Yeah. (laughs) How about this? Don't be so pathetic. You have to wash your crepuscular shaft. (laughs) Book interrupted. Never forget every child matters.